This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Well, welcome everyone to Cultivating Convos, the Ohio Department of Agriculture's podcast. Uh, with you, as always, this week, I'm Shelby Croft. And Megan is also with you. I try to avoid saying my last name. It's just like so long. Megan Harshbarger is, is such a mouthful, so it's just, it's avoided. Um, anyway, yes, new episode this week redo a production facility or reinvent some sort of ice cream base. It's a lot easier if we can help right out the gate. Well, welcome everyone to Cultivating Convos, the Ohio Department of Agriculture's podcast. Uh, week, um, I'm actually with Shelby at her house because we are going to be uh, taste testing on this week's episode, guys. So we're very excited. This, this. So Sarah, if you could just talk to us a little bit about your your part with ODA. How do you get and help businesses going? So, okay, um, let's intro this. It's a national ice cream month, which is awesome that we can celebrate an entire month of ice cream. So we're down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and with us to talk about national ice cream month today is Sarah Wilkins. She's a dairy inspector at ODA. And we also have Jim Cushing, who we very much appreciate uh, these ice cream samples from. And Jim is the owner of Charlotte and Olivia's Sublime Ice Cream. So thank you both for being here with us today. You're welcome. Glad to be here. So, Jim, just uh, for starters, give us a little background on how you started your company and how you started making ice cream. This is a good one. We're pretty excited about this. We are taste testing ice cream. Don't get jealous, everyone. Right. And we brought two cohorts cohorts with us. As always, we have Katie, who's our producer. Hi. So happy to be here. Well, you're pregnant. Who does, What pregnant lady doesn't? <laughs> this is my dream. This is the best <laughs> day of work I've had in a long time. <laughs> and we're introducing Lauren this week because Lauren will be uh, helping out in Katie's position when Katie goes on maternity leave. Hi, everyone. So excited to be here. Yes, this is awesome. So- uh, directed me in um, all the right directions and got me all the hookups. And this year I'm celebrating my 10th anniversary of Charlotte and Olivia's Sublime Ice Creams, which is really very exciting. So uh, about 12 years ago, I had this ice cream maker that was sitting on my pantry shelf that I had never used. And I decided I wanted to make ice cream that tasted like the ice cream my mom made when I was a kid. And, you know, that wooden bucket uh, with the metal cylinder and hand cranking and the rock salt and the ice. And it would always come out so fresh and frosty and pure and simple. And it was just summer uh, when I was a kid. So I wanted to recreate that type of ice cream. So I started playing with... um, what I now call my perfect vanilla uh, that after many rounds of testing and I got this ice cream that I felt was very representative of what my mom made, but maybe uh, with a, a little bit elevated. And I started sharing the ice cream with my friends and our family. And then people would say, well, you know, my favorite flavor is strawberry or my favorite flavor is mint chip. So then I started making those flavors. And after a couple of years, um, my friends were all saying, you should sell this. So uh, I decided to give 
our friends at the Ohio Department of Agriculture call and say, hey, I would like to start making ice cream. And my background is fine dining, catering and event planning. And that's what I've done for my whole career. And I like to think that I knew a lot about food safety and all of that. And when I met with ODA, they were like, well, it's not exactly as easy as what you think it is. <laughs> so long story short, though, they. Well, um, luckily, sometimes we get folks like Jim that call in and um, let us guide them through the entire process. As you all might imagine, it's a lot easier to do things correctly the first time than to go back and try to. So, Jim, once you contacted ODA, did you have to change your method at all, your, your ways that, that you made the ice cream? But yeah, typically once we do have someone established, we have uh, annual inspections. And if somebody is making their own ice cream mix uh, out of raw ingredients, we would do a quarterly pasteurizer checks on their equipment to make sure that um, the base that comes out of that machine is uh, pathogen free. So I got a small pasteurizer and that was one of the things that ODA helped me track down. And, and for, nine and a half years i've been pasteurizing my own dairy mix which allowed me to make a really wholesome product that doesn't have anything artificial in it there's no stabilizers there's no preservatives um when you read the label you know what everything is and and also and i think you guys will find this today is that my ice cream actually melts because it doesn't have any stabilizers in it so that fresh and frosty ice cream that my mom made is really what I'm doing. I feel like, uh, Jim, that's a good segue for us to, to start tasting because this is starting to melt a bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, that's uh, we want it a little bit warm for tasting because you can, uh, it really opens up the flavors more that way. But let's let it not turn into soup. <laughs> right. So, so I tell you that, so the flavor that started it all, I mean, really for me was that Madagascar vanilla bean. So milk, cream, sugar, hand scraped vanilla seed and that's the way every pint walkabout cup of my ice cream is made and there's there's no extract in it there's no um vanilla spec it's every vanilla pod i personally slice open scrape and that goes into the oh, mix oh. Oh. oh my gosh so <laughs> so give that a, give that a whirl <laughs> yeah Siri, you were explaining to me this is katie that there's a method behind tasting as a dairy inspector, you learned some stuff in school, right? I did. It was the best class I've ever taken in my entire life. We learned how to organoleptically analyze different dairy products. And my very favorite week, of course, was ice cream week. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? That was the only class I didn't mind paying for. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. So, there is a little bit of a methodology behind it. Um, so I'll explain that with the quickness so we can get this ice cream into our mouths before it completely melts. Okay. So um, what you're going to do is get a spoonful off of the top, not a great big amount, but, you know, a, a spoonful. Um, and then you're going to take that and invert it onto your tongue and kind of squish it and exhale and inhale as though you were tasting wine. Use really bad table manners, even smack your lips <laughs> so you can get that aroma up into your palate. So let's all try that. <laughs> we're doing Madagascar vanilla bean right now, so this will be our first one. <laughs> I don't hear any smacking. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> 
<laughs> my mom taught me too well. <laughs> that is good. So while you guys work your way through the flavors, I'm going to throw out some terms here for us to consider. First off, we all eat with our eyes. So we want to look at the appearance of ice cream. Is it something that's appealing to you? Is it interesting? Is it some awful color that you would never want to eat? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm still following all of the good safety guidelines because I want to make sure that I'm producing a wholesome product and it makes me feel really good that ODA is standing behind me through the sample um, samples that they take for inspection and, and the annual inspections. And I love getting to see Sarah uh, whenever I do because all that information is good and I want to produce a really great product that's safe, but also a really great product that people love and know is good for their friends and their family. And, and it's full of ingredients that you would recognize Ohio dairy, pure cane sugar. Um, I try to buy as much local as I can. So strawberries, mint, um, locally roasted coffee beans, locally produced peanut butter. And then I'm also buying some of the best ingredients I can from around the world. So Madagascar vanilla beans and Swiss dark chocolate and those types of things. So the appearance is really important, but I would say most importantly is the flavor, right? So a flavor is really a combination of the perceptions of tastes. So something like sweet, sour, bitter, salty, savory, or umami. Think about those flavors. What are you tasting there? What are you picking up? And then as I was saying with the lip smacking, that's important to get the aroma. The aroma is probably the largest contributor to the overall flavor. And it's kind of almost um, an aftertaste in ice cream. It's uh, it's locked up in that butter fat. So as that butter fat melts, it releases all of these volatiles and we get this lovely taste and aroma combination. Um, and then with some ice creams, we're gonna have like a physical sensation too. Do we have a, like a menthol, like a cooling from a mint or maybe um, a spice from say pepper or like a cayenne oil. So all of these things are gonna impact your perception and even your emotions, you know? Flavor is really emotional. <laughs> yeah. Well, we just, we all just took a little tasting of the uh, mint, what is it? Fresh mint with chocolate. Mm, oh my wow. gosh, yeah. that was like 17 different flavors. So that ice cream is mint from my backyard and all and again milk cream sugar that fresh mint that's steeped into the cream mixture and imported Belgian dark chocolate. I said sweet baby Jane. Yeah. <laughs> well the the mint flavor is very fresh and very pronounced. And also you notice that that ice cream is not green. And really a lot of my ice creams look the same because there's no artificial colors and I don't even put any colorings in, even if they are natural. So it's just kind of is what it is. But I think the freshness of that mint and balancing with the slightly bitter and sweet of the chocolate is a really great uh, summer flavor. Wow. Um, okay, we just tried the caffeine. That's amazing. <laughs> so let me ask you this. So as Sarah was saying about how visually things also look, were you surprised at the, tell everybody what the color of that ice cream is. It looks like vanilla. 
it looks like vanilla. And so when you went to put it in your mouth, you're probably thinking, Jim probably put the wrong label on this, or this is not going to be. Then I put it in my mouth and it tasted like a Dunkin' Donuts light and sweet. It was wonderful. <laughs> what it's all cracked up to be. We use um, coffee from Backroom Coffee Roasters out of Powell, and this is their horse blend, which is um, like a French roast style. And again, it's one of those things where there's no added colorings and the process that we use gives it that really big, bold flavor. But again, the only thing that's in that ice cream, milk, cream, sugar, and coffee beans. Wow. Mm. Delicious. Amazing. And it does have that, that texture of, you know, my great aunt Rosalie's homemade ice cream, you know, <laughs> it does, it has that texture mm -hmm. and it does bring you back to like your childhood, which is really cool. That's so Are you awesome. feeling emotional from the flavors and the aroma? I'm, I'm always emotional. <laughs> I had somebody at the farmer's market the other day, they tasted the vanilla and they said, she took a step back and she's like, this tastes like my childhood. And that's really what I'm trying to do with this ice cream. And I think you'll notice that even with, with the ice creams is that like there is ice crystal formation in some of that because the ice cream isn't blast frozen to get the temperature down really fast. I mean, so I'm freezing it to uh, like a soft serve consistency when it's packaged and then it goes into a standard freezer uh, to finish the freezing process. But I like that little bit of frostiness in there because it really has that old fashioned taste. And also my ice creams don't have egg in them, so they're not a custard style, which would make it probably a little more um, rich or creamy, but it's still rich and creamy. That same thing, it allows that air to be better incorporated into the mix. I'd like to talk a little bit more about uh, texture notes because somebody threw that word out. Um, while you're tasting these ice creams, think about the, the body of that. Is it gummy? Is it chewy maybe, a little fudgy, crunchy? Like Jim was saying, there is some ice crystallization in that, but obviously that's in every bit of ice cream where it would all just be milkshake melty. Um, but these things are, are really highly preferential. I know sometimes I want a really creamy ice cream and sometimes I kind of want that like grainy crunchy if I'm in like a soft serve mood. So, um, as Jim was saying, since he doesn't add those stabilizers, the stabilizers increase the viscosity of your ice cream mix. And what that does is it allows for a smaller formation of air cells during that churning process. And that's what kind of will give it that more chewy, fudgy kind of feeling that and the stabilizers. No, I'm sorry, the emulsifiers that Jim also said he doesn't use. Usually at home, that's going to be something like egg yolk. And that does... Jim, what's your favorite flavor? It kind of depends on the day of the week, you know, in the <laughs> summer, like in the summer, in the fall, I am obsessed with our Buckeye Proud, which is a dark chocolate ice cream that has peanut butter filling in it. And again, we use locally uh, made peanut butter from shell dust and there it's really awesome. And I know about a week ago I was, I had a little stress moment, so I, I needed my ice cream fix and I made myself a little bowl. And then I was like, what am I doing? And I just ate the whole pint. So, it, you know, uh, but and I, I tell you, I love all the flavors that we sell or I wouldn't sell them. 
and the, you know whatever the mood is it's different i think i gave you guys some also of our limone bianco which is a lemon ice cream thank you so much for i mean just this excellent i guess explanation of ice cream and tasting i, I don't think i'll ever eat ice cream the same way again yeah. Be deep breathing in and out and smacking my lips. <laughs> as long as you have a giant spoon, that's really the criteria for you guys is having a giant spoon. Oh, Sarah has it. <laughs> oh, that's my But that's because it's really fresh and clean. And um, I do a strawberry lemonade in the summer that's kind of similar to sort of sweet tart. So it just depends on the time of year there. I love them all. They're all my babies. <laughs> <laughs> that fresh mint with chocolate. And I do strawberry meringue, which is made with strawberries from a local farm that, you know, strawberries only come in June. So they pick the strawberries. I make the ice cream. I make as much as I can when it's gone, it's gone. And then we do it again next year. You might get brain freeze with the giant spoon. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> definitely. Oh but you God. know, there, there is a way to cure brain freeze. Did you guys know this? What? So if when it happens, you need to take your tongue and press it up against your soft palate to warm those blood vessels back up. That's the quickest way to cure it. I've heard, but I didn't know if that was a myth. It works. <laughs> what else? Is there anything else we missed? I, I do have to say, Jim, I, we, we love that you're Ohio proud and you're using so many, uh, so many products from our, our wonderful state here. Well, I think it's important to support, you know, all of us local and, and statewide. And, and uh, I also use the Ohio Proud napkins at our farmer's markets and we sell ice cream in our little walkabout cups, which are our individual servings, because we're really proud of the fact that, you know, we are using those products and we try to let everybody know that um, when they get our honeycomb ice cream, the honey comes from Latcha in Alexandria and there's no sugar and it's just that beautiful honey or the same with shell dust or backroom coffee roasters or Doran's farm or whoever it might be. They're producing wonderful products and that's why my products taste so wonderful is because of the love that they put into what they do too. That's amazing. Thank you so much both of you for um, being here with us and giving us a little snack for lunch <laughs> and explaining what we're actually tasting. This has been really wonderful. Yeah, thanks so much for this opportunity, you guys. We'll have to come back and discuss some of the history of ice cream next time. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thanks to everyone out there for listening in again this week. And uh, we will see you back here uh, on Cultivating Convos next week. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.